0: and welcome to the Other Murdoch Papers podcast um in collaboration with Claire Wanna the
1: Defenders ahead? podcast Yay. hi everyone <laughs>
0: Well, the Defenders podcast is actually like a regular podcast with a like a stru- you know, structured <laughs> schedule. Um, yeah, the Murdering Paper podcast is more of a it's a special special occasion podcast. Um, <laughs> it feels like at this point, but um, um, maybe some of you remember if you've listened to our episode from last year when we looked at the previous trailer of season one. You may remember Claire. And I guess Claire, um, all your listeners on the other end will will know that this is going to go up in, in both places, so...
2: Mm-hmm. And, and my yeah. listeners may remember you from when you guessed it on the Defenders
0: podcast. <laughs> o- o- yeah. O- so, yeah. <laughs> yes, and since Claire just realized, well, actually, I, I realized it after watching the trailer twice, that there's going to be um, a second half to the trailer, and uh, you just realized that, and we're ecstatic. So yeah. we're probably going <laughs> to do this again next week um, when the second half, which we guess will be featuring more of uh, Electra, perhaps. Um,
2: yeah, that's think what I figure.
0: Yeah. But to uh, start things off, whoops, and get everybody um, in the right mood, we're just going to ominously play the trailer in the background. Hold on to your seats, people. Here we go. <laughs> us there's no connection we never stopped to think that daredown's actions could open the door for men like this before innocent people start getting caught as crossfire
2: what is being shed and you donated more than your fair share
1: this city needs help
2: i need to take care of the scum that killed my family People don't have to die. You hit them and they dip back up, I hit them and they stay down! Why are you doing this? I think you're a half measure.
1: I think you're a man who can't finish the job. I think that you're a coward.
0: Hello, Matthew. Mm. Whoa! (laughs) Yeah, I know it's more interesting when you're watching it, but I guess everyone listening has already seen this several times. You could just, like, see it in your head while we're listening to this. And, uh... Uh, I'm sorry if that was a bit low, but I'm afraid to turn it up any higher since I just moved into my apartment and I don't want to actually disenfranchise my neighbors or anything. So
2: <laughs> they'll be like, "Wow, there's gunfire coming from next
0: door." Do you mean the
2: Punisher's moved in? <laughs> so,
0: Claire, first reactions.
2: I really enjoyed it. I was surprised it was so Punisher heavy. I've mm-hmm. only actually seen the whole trailer. Through, I think three times. Yeah. Um, I was surprised it was so Punisher heavy. I thought there would be more Electra, and then obviously a bit later, I realised there was a second trailer coming. So I imagine that's going to be more Electra. I the the first thing that stood out to me was I really like the idea when Karen says about maybe he, we created him, yeah. the Punisher. I yeah. like that it's not. I like that they're tying it in to continuity with the first season and that it's not just, oh, now this guy has come to New York and, you know, is just killing people. I like the fact that things, actions have consequences. It's something I've I've always liked in drama that I watch and I would rather that there is that. It it also suits, I think, the character of Matt because Mm -hmm. we'll get into him saying about feeling guilty. Um, Obviously, it plays into that. But you know, this this the fact that the police are completely corrupt, as we saw in season one, and there is only you know a couple of good officers that would um, that would and has led to sort of vigilante justice with Matt, and you are going to get the flip side of that, which is Frank Castle. So it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I really like that too, and I know a lot of a lot of people. uh, a lot of the fans have actually pointed out the same thing, that it's, it's a very... I mean, as you said, it plays into Matt's uh, guilt anyway. Like, he's guilty as it is. Like, he wakes up in the morning and he feels guilty about something, um, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And and this is going to be a real burden on him. And he's going to have to sort of come to terms with that. Um, but I think it's, it's very interesting. Um, I also, like, the first time I was like, oh, this is... This is Punisher and Friends, or, like, Punisher and, and Frenemies. <laughs> and they're friends. It's, it's, it's kind of, we're going to see an arc where, like, Frenemies become uh, enemies, or enemies become Frenemies, or I don't know. But it was very Punisher-heavy uh, was my reaction, too. And then, of course, at the end, you realize, okay, there's more to it. But um, at the same time, though, I mean, with the first season – you did have such a heavy focus on the bad guy as well, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the same thing here. And I think uh, I I do think that Frank Castle is going to be a hit in in that playing that role of the uh, the the bad guy that you can still sort of empathize with the antihero.
2: And, yeah, we're well, not really anti-hero, but
0: yeah, right. But yeah. especially it starts out with you know. You, you get that this is a man who is absolutely distraught. He's lost his family to violence and it's, you know, he's out of his mind probably with grief and anger and rage. And it's, it's very hard not to, I mean, you, you don't just like dismiss him as this bad guy with no heart. It's maybe that he's got like too much heart and then he's maybe not channeling that in a healthy way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but it's um, you get that he's going to be a complex character. So
2: it's funny as well when you were saying about with Matt's guilt. Um on on Defenders podcast this uh past week we just covered the season finale of Jessica Jones and um I'm guessing all the listeners have listened to Jessica Jones, so I don't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> at one point it's mentioned in the finale that about the character of Matt that he questions everything about himself. And I like that they brought that up in Jessica Jones as well, because that's what the character does. He questions everything. He constantly feels guilt. And it was kind of nice to get that mention of his character in the other series, which is eventually obviously going to link up with the Daredevil series. I just liked that mention of him as well. I just thought I'd, I'd mention that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, um, yeah. Um, that's very cool. Uh, speaking of, You mentioned what Karen is saying to Matt about maybe we created him, which of course has led a lot of people to maybe ask the question of: Does Karen know at this point, or is it just? That's
2: what I thought because she says about Daredevil, and it's like, does she know?
0: Right, and it's very—it's actually quite. They're leaving it sort of ambivalent. I think, obviously, for a reason. I think it could just as well be that whatever happened i mean cuz if you look at last season too even though sort of like you know daredevil the persona is treated as sort of separate from the law office of course because for much of the season Foggy doesn't know and for the entire season karen doesn't know so it's different but they are all they were all involved in the same struggle together where where mm-hmm. daredevil was like one piece of it but they also did their piece uh with the whole legal side of it so she would i mean it it could still be that she, she feels um, that they have an obvious connection with Daredevil and they're in the same struggle on the same side together. Even if she at that point doesn't know about uh, about uh, Matt being Daredevil. On the other hand, um, I'm pretty convinced that she's got like if she doesn't know by the beginning, she's going to know by the end. Uh, we did of, get of that season. look yeah. from her,
2: remember, in the finale, right? Which we read a certain way, but yeah. maybe.
0: Could They're be anything. going
2: by the case that that was kind of her working right. it out, and we did yeah. get her sort of uh, almost confront him with it in this se- season yeah. and say like, "Hey, you know, I know that you're dead, right? yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: kind of thing." Or yeah, I would baby. I would love for uh, Karen to figure it out by herself. I mean, we're not going to yeah. get another episode like Nelson versus Murdoch. Like, nobody wants that. We did that already, yeah. so it's probably. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be like she'd like, you know, I figured it out. Want to talk about it, but it's fine. Um
2: that would be better than in right. him, you know, yeah. revealing as in the comics. Oh yeah. But, you know, before I ask you to marry me, I'm Matt Murdoch. <laughs> whatever
0: it was. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he does it at the worst time too in the comics yeah. because he like he has just rescued her from her like psychotic now dead father and they've just left his funeral. <laughs> like, um, Timing
2: was never Matt Murdoch's strongest suit. No. Too.
0: <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. No, so I'm assuming Karen is going to be, and it would be, you know, typical of Karen to figure it out on her own. And especially with, like, this is another thing people have been saying, like, would please, like, tell someone for next season, like, tell Matt to shave. Yes. <laughs> but he doesn't shave. So it's like she's got all, you know, all the opportunity to just, like, look at Daredevil and see that he's, uh, oh, he's got that same, you know, unkempt uh, facial Designed hair.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, um, I think as well
2: if she worked it out, that would um, we see as well in the trailer. I mean, we'll, we'll go through it as well. But yeah. the moment when he's kind of
0: touching her face, face touching, yeah, yeah. Christine, face touching. Um, no, but that's minor face touching. Uh, that's a that's a caress. That's yeah, like a, it's yeah.
2: a caress. It's yeah. not it's not the face touching we were worried about in the the, the trailer for, for season one. No. Um, but it looks like their relationship is definitely developing. Yeah, and so that would make sense if she knows because it could mean that they could take their relationship to the next level yeah. only to be spoilt by the arrival of Electra.
1: Right. Yeah. Which
2: would be, yeah. be very interesting. Although I wouldn't want it to be too much of a, Oh, it's a love triangle because
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. that gets old unless it's done very
0: well. It, it really yeah. does. I think one of the reasons, I think I mentioned this in a previous post, one of the reasons I'm still looking forward to a little bit more of a, a romance uh This season is not so much that I love, um, you know, romance and movies, which I I actually don't. I've never been much of a fan of that, honestly. But I think in the comics, sort of the relationship side of Matt is a different side of him uh, Mm -hmm. that we just didn't get to see very much of, like, last last season. Um, Or even, like, civilian Matt um, at all. I mean, because it's very, like, he is just so sort of um, caught up in his own, you know, with his, you know, inner demons and his own struggle and his own thing. And he's just, you know, he just turned into a vigilante. And I mean, just got, he's got stuff going on. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think um, that for a second season, you know, despite the fact that he's going to well, chase Elektra and, and, and Punisher and probably stick all over Hell's Kitchen and beyond um, – it's still like it's it's good if it's other sort of civilian um, private relationships are kind of maturing because it can bring out a different side of the character. Yeah, uh, I think, and I'm sure we're gonna get a flashback to college uh, with Electra again. I'm, yeah, I, I think that was Eman in one of the uh, one of the scenes, like right after they cast Electra. I think they released. Or while they were casting, him, like I don't know, but there was like there uh, there was a script from like that scene that leaked or something. Yeah, I remember yeah. something
2: about that. I can't remember the specifics.
0: Yeah, but, but it was clearly yeah, their first meeting. That. Um, so um, definitely, that, will that yeah. mean that
2: we get um, Foggy's college hair again?
0: I guess so, but I know, I know, uh Kuljit from uh, ManWithoutFear dot com. It's been like, oh, we want to see Foggy's Punjabi bo- uh, girlfriend, or like, yes. well, <laughs> which I would be, I would be down with that. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> we want to see her. We want to see who turned him to the study of you know the language of Punjabi. <laughs> that would be fantastic. It's the
2: future language
0: of the future. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> um, so, but but let's uh, let's sort of pick the trailer apart, shall we? Um, yeah. We, uh, I actually have already named my post. Um, uh, so I named it, the Daredevil Season 2 trailer goes under the microscope. So we're going to have to, <laughs> well, I could change it, but I'm not going to. We're, we're going to put it <laughs> <in>. <laughs> we, We're going to examine it. Uh, we don't have to do it in like, I mean, you know, screenshot by screen, but we we're, we're gonna do a little walkthrough here. Of course, it starts with it starts with the Punisher, and um, I am actually wondering since I grew up in Sweden, I didn't grow up in in the US or even in Great Britain. I don't even know this book, this kids book that starts with like the one batch, two batch, penny and dime. I've, Is that a thing? Is that like a real I've thing? I've
2: never even heard of it. Uh, I used to work in a children's uh, section, <laughs> children's section of a bookstore, so. Yeah. Um, I am very ashamed if it is a famous (laughs) book and I've never heard it, but it's interesting because when he's saying it as a voiceover, yeah. um, the first time I watched it, I thought he said one batch quoting the book. Mm -hmm. And then when he said two batch, I thought he said two badge, like B-A-D-G-E, because then we see him kind of, it looks like he's kind of shooting at cops. And I thought it was like two badge as if he's after two cops to kill, um, so I I don't know, but um, yeah. I I've I don't know anything about the book. But if I type it into Google, it comes up with one batch, two pat, two batch, penny and dime. Yeah. So I'm guessing it is a real book.
1: Yeah. Although, although
2: actually, I Google it, it and up, it, it just came comes back up to... with links to the Daredevil trailer. So maybe yeah, it is.
0: I know. So anybody out there who maybe is someone based in the US who would know this book, if there if it's a real book, you could let us know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then of course, and then there's, like he's at the um, amusement park and looking at the merry-go-round is all very, very haunting and sad. The
2: merry-go-round as well. I did have a quick look because I was like, I wonder what merry-go-round that is, and I haven't managed to work it out. But I don't think it's the Central Park merry-go-round.
0: No, I don't think so either. The way
2: it's it looks like it's almost undercover as well but not in like the little and it's got the black fencing around it yeah. and i don't think it's coney island so i'm not sure where it is but okay. then i guess it would yeah. make sense if they filmed it in brooklyn mm-hmm. it may you know they obviously it would be hard for them to film that in um in central park or in uh in coney yeah. so i don't know whereabouts it is but um we get like the shot later where it looks like there's a big fight going on outside it yeah so i figured maybe this is a place where frank goes because it's where he took his daughter, mm-hmm. um, and kind of because he sits there until the lights go off. Yeah. So I thought maybe he was just—he just goes there and sits there thinking about his daughter until basically everyone leaves and they turn the lights off, and then he goes. Yeah. But maybe he's sitting there and the lights go off because he was told to meet someone there, and that's when the fight is later. And it yeah. looks like he has a hostage, and the police are shooting at him. Yeah. I don't know, but it definitely yeah. looks like it might be somewhere that comes up more than once in this in the series,
0: right? And uh, again, if anybody knows where this is, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, there's this. And then, of course, then we cut to the the voiceover with you know Matt going about talking about his guilt. And of course, we see a nun with a cross mm. dangling from her neck. Mm. Claire, what do you think that's all about? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that it's a a
2: flashback, yeah. and we see. Um, Sister Maggie, mm-hmm. uh, or oh, well, we see Maggie, Maggie Murdoch, because I'm kind of hoping that we get Jack Murdoch again in it, because I love John Patrick Hayden so much in season one as Jack Murdoch, and I'm just like, can we have a flashback and yeah. have Jack Murdoch in it again, please? I
0: did too. I, um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So I think
2: it, it might be a, a, a flashback. Um, I can't imagine it being in present day, but I'm, I'm hoping it is a flashback, and we find out some of Matt's time maybe after stick leaves him like yeah. he did in season one and we find out what happened to him after that because at the moment we don't really know what happened in between him being this 10 year old kid 910 year old right. kid left by stick and then when he's in uh, you know he's at college um and with stick being in season two i'm hoping it links him with that
0: yeah maybe it could even be a thing i feel like it could be um uh, I mean, of course, in the comics, Well, this was introduced by Frank Miller, then, you know, what we have is Sister Maggie visiting Matt while he's still in the hospital and he's in pain from his senses and everything, and she comforts him. I think Daredevil
2: director's cut as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Of, and, yeah. And Which is kind of weird in the Daredevil director's cut because he just kind of snuck that in in a way that will, like, make absolutely no sense to anyone who hasn't read the comic. Yeah, uh, and they the even have, yeah. like,
2: the shot in the director's cut of like a nun watching Matt. And I know people who haven't read the comics were like, what's that creepy nun doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why she
2: watching this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But but one thing, um, one way that could maybe sort of adapt it to what, you know, the take on Matt's childhood and adolescence in this show, because Jack does end up dying much sooner than, than he does in the comic, even in man Mm -hmm. without fear. Um, where he's drawn to look very very young, he actually Jack Murdoch actually dies when Matt is in high school, yeah, so this is really um except for the movie, this is really the only uh the first time that it's been said you know explicitly that Jack dies while matt is very very young um i do have even
2: in some of the, the the jack's deaths like Jack met foggy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. In the original, he dies right before, like in the in the first uh, issue uh, from 64, he dies right before Matt graduates, whether that's from college or law school, we really don't know, because it seems like Stan Lee decided he just had to go to like one of those places. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but he actually, uh, he dies just before uh, Matt graduates. And then of course, "Man Without Fear," which I think was the first time it was suggested that he died. Well, when Matt was quite a bit younger, but even then, if you look at the actual like original script, uh, which you can find, I think in one of the collector Frank Miller volumes, it's got mm-hmm. the the original script, and it actually you know references that several years have you know has have gone by since Mass accident. Da 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 da, and he's almost ready to go to college, and that that's when Jack dies. So this is really the first time. That of course, in the Daredevil movie from 2003, I mean, nobody knows what happened to him. Every I guess we're like, well, did he go to an orphanage? Well, in this case, he explicitly does go never to mentioned.
2: He trained himself. He did it. He did a he did one right, yeah. on a roof, and he was because yeah, he got
0: magically better at everything. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> That's what yeah. happens when you get radioactive stuff all over you. Uh, but anyway, I think one thing that would be interesting with with Sister Maggie in this would be if she actually kind of arrives on the scene after he comes to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. That would almost make more sense because he's already in an environment with a bunch of nuts. Yeah. So even though I mean, she could still maybe visit him briefly at the hospital, but I think it would be for me. It would work just as well if she actually if she's introduced after Jack dies or something. But maybe makes me wonder as well
2: how much Father Lantern knows.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Did he know
2: Does he know Maggie? Does he know? You know how much does he know about? Yeah. Matt and you know, like I don't know it just I would because I love that character and I'm really glad yeah. he's in this trailer um because we get a couple of characters that they could easily not have brought back for season right. two like Brett Mahoney and mm. and um Father Lantern but I'm I'm really glad they're both yeah in it. yeah
1: um
2: I think that's I, I like that particularly with Brett Mahoney because he also popped up in uh Jessica Jones so yeah. it's kind of a nice bit of continuity yeah
0: yeah, and it's cool. I mean, because it's like he works at the police station in Hell's Kitchen. So it's very sort of like he's part of the Hell's Kitchen human infrastructure. <laughs> in yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And he's like the one good cop, you know. Right, right. And I like him. I, I I, really I like his attitude. I like that he's just like he's got this like dry sense of humor. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, I was glad to see him back. And even for, uh, for the lantern, because... Which is surprising to me because I've never felt strongly about um, Mel's Catholicism, really. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt that it's been talked about much more than it's actually been on the page in the comic. You could Mm -hmm. read the vast majority of of individual issues from Daredevil and not know he's a Catholic, honestly. only in certain runs,
2: really. there are certain runs. Like the Kevin Smith run and Frank Miller, obviously.
0: And even Frank Miller, it was mostly, you know, uh, Born Again. Uh, so yeah. it's a, so it's not something that is actually like if you look at the majority of the comics, it's not something that's heavily referenced. And I've always found it kind of interesting. There's always talked about, oh, it is such a such a big part of da 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 da. I'm like I you know like that's fine, but it just has never sort of been my impression of the comic. Like you could read the comic, not think about the Catholicism at all, and mm-hmm. you would be fine. But I do think that they did a really good um, job with it in season one. And I do think they set it up so that Matt sort of is, as he should be, a lapsed Catholic. Um, Yeah. I know there's like a lot of people have this idea that, you know, he's been going to mass all along for many years. But I mean, he, you know, he talks about like, he comes to confession and says, I haven't been in confession for ages (laughs) pretty much. Um, And he says, my dad used to go to this church when I was a kid. And of course he grew up around nuns in, in, but it does. It feels like he has been pulled back into that because he's he's looking for solace and he's looking for answers and he's looking for so he seeks it out um, and he's about
2: to do something
0: that he exactly, yeah exactly yeah. He seeks it out because yeah
2: of what he's about to do like he says in that that first
0: scene right and then but it ends up so that for me Father Lantim is like one of the best characters for me in that entire first mm-hmm. season he is instrumental in in getting Matt to where like from where he is in the beginning to where he is in the end and it's all logical and it's all, it flows very naturally. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm glad to see him back. And I think he's very sort of a common sense, uh, sort of presence and, um, and yeah. Uh, but, Oh, I was going to say just with the sister Maggie, because we're, we're talking about, you know, we both, I think, want to see um, Jack Murdoch back. Uh, I actually looked just now before we started recording on the IMDb, uh, page for Daredevil which is, um, as we know from last season, can be woefully inaccurate uh, because <laughs> yes. I actually did this whole like graph last year of like where, you know, where everybody appeared in which uh, episode, which I put, you know, a lot of work into and then that got spread around the internet and people were like this is bullshit. And I'm like, I know, but I was just going by what was on there. <laughs> that was what's on the site because it said Blame like, the people that edited right. IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know, like, oh, don't blame me. Uh, so I'm not going to do that again and i also know this time that it can be very inaccurate but i looked for um and i I saw some inaccuracies already because he said like stick is in three episodes but i've heard that he's going to be in three more in addition to the one that he was last time i didn't i didn't see anything else on um on either uh jack murdoch or young matt murdoch which would be uh, because if there's going to be a flashback scene with sister maggie then at least you Mm -hmm. know Young Mad Murdock would be in that one scene, but we don't know. Or if maybe- they do any,
2: I really hope they get yeah. Skyler back because he was so good oh, in season one.
0: Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, but I was just gonna add that that actually I tried to look at whether they're credited in anything in season two, and they they you know as we know it could be completely inaccurate, completely off. Um, it also says that Electra this in 13 episodes, she may not be. I think last year it said that King King was going to be in 13 episodes. He wasn't. Um, and Claire, it was like, they put, I think they said everybody who was like a major player was going to be in 13 episodes, whether they mm. were or not. And then, um, and of course it, it's a good thing that you don't really know until it's going to, until it airs. But yeah.
2: Definitely. Because you're like in season one, you were just, Wondering when Kingpin's going to appear for the first time, and they sort of built yeah, up the legend yeah. of him. Same thing with Kilgrave in um, in mm. Jessica Jones. I do think that we we won't have to wait as long to see the Punisher. No, um, I've, I just get the feeling he's going to be introduced very very early on, like in the first episode. Yeah, and
0: I think I think even we'll wait
2: to probably that. see Elektra. Yeah,
0: um, I yeah. think yeah, it, it would make sense for Elektra like. I don't think they should or would introduce both in the same episode. I think it makes sense to have Electra be like a third or even fourth episode character. Um,
2: yeah, kind of when things are already starting to go yeah. wrong for Matt, it's like, and we're going to put this on you as well.
0: Yeah. You um, know. But I think the, uh, the creators or like the showrunners for this season even mentioned that it's going to like hit the ground running really fast and that it pretty much suggests that... Um, Frank Castle is going to be there right from the beginning, and, uh, and and they also mentioned that it was going to be a little bit brighter, not in terms of tone, but in terms of lighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, of course, you'll note you'll note that Matt still has those like oddly placed lamps in his apartment <laughs> that are not used for anything except like set the light of the scene.
2: For <laughs> so the ladies when they come over, you know. Right,
0: right. Yeah. So I should point oh, out, okay. like, yeah, you put your lamps in really odd places. That makes no sense. Um, so, but anyway, go back to the trailer. We have the, um, uh, uh, after Matt is done talking to Father Lantern, uh, we, um, see what the Punisher's been up to, which is, uh, creating bloodbaths for everyone mm. all over town. Yeah, um, we
2: see, um, uh, we see the shot of him in a, in a hospital mm-hmm. and there's a shot that, the shot that sort of pulls out of the window that looks like a bar yeah. maybe. With yeah. the guys are inside and they've been killed. And it looks like when it comes through the glass, like the glass is blacked out, like it's had paint put over it. Yeah. Which makes like suggests that it is some kind of secret thing that you know there's he's they said about he's hunting down these gangsters and it, it kind of suggests that yeah. it's some secret meeting he's found out about. Yeah. Um at first I did think it was Josie's and I was like because <gasps> I really <laughs> thought like, Josie's was being destroyed. A but jealousy, I don't no. think it is so
0: yeah. uh, So do we think Luke Cage is going to take over dosies or something? I think there's been like some hints that, well, maybe not take over, but maybe they could go to his bar. I mean, it would make sense. I I do know that when
2: I was, potential spoilers, I guess, when um, Robin from from, um, Defenders Podcast and I were in New York, we Mm. went to visit Turkey's Nest, which is, the location that they filmed Josie's and we sat in the the seats that Matt and Foggy sit in when when Foggy (laughs) drew the little napkin yes we sat in those chairs you had their Um, DNA on you we were chatting (laughs) with him and this was when we were chatting with the guy that owns the bar and um, this was about three days before filming for Jessica Jones finished it Mm -hmm. finished like that week and they were filming episode 12 at this point because we saw a scene being filmed as well but i think they were starting to film like daredevil around that time or just before and he did say that they had uh he uh marvel or netflix had been in contact with him to say they wanted to film a scene around the pool table
0: Mm, and we have
2: seen a a still of matt and karen Mm. playing playing pool yeah so i'm guessing that there will be action taking place in Josie's, but hopefully it's not it yeah. being blown up. And I'm guessing it's that he did say that it sounded like there would be some stump work involved though. So maybe mm. there will be a fight.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. I mean, it would make sense for that. I mean, Josie's is such a, such a cool place and uh, they were I, there. I still maintain we yeah. need to
2: see Turk thrown through that window at some yeah. point. Right. I don't think Rob Morgan's as yeah. excited to do it as, as we all are to see it.
0: Yeah. Um, most it time, sounds painful. It'd be great to see that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think there's this one scene like in the middle of all of this, like before we cut to Frank Castle walking down, but I guess it's a hospital corridor or something mm-hmm. like that, um, where someone finds like, um, uh, I guess, uh, a, a, a shell or something. In a bag. yeah. And I assume that that's, that's Daredevil. Because he picks it up and kind of feels it a little bit more than, I mean, like, the way you would expect Daredevil to do. And I guess it's like, Mm -hmm. it looks like he arrived too late at a scene or something, where it's like, that's all that's left. (laughs) Daredevil got his gun and walked off somewhere with it. It's like, there's just this one little shell left, so, um, but, uh... Uh, Yeah. And then, of course, we get we cut to uh, Matt and Foggy, like talking to Brett and Brett. And then there's a voiceover. And uh, Claire, you and I discussed this earlier. I think that the voiceover is actually going to be this new character, Blake Tower. Tower. Yeah, it's Tower, not Towers. Um, and he's probably the one who says the, the DA says the shooter is an independent. He's tracking gangs to their home turf and taking them out with military precision. Because that's not Brett; that's somebody else's voice. And it would make sense for this Blake Tower character, I guess, is like um, he, I think he's like associated with the the DA, um, mm-hmm. as I recall. I mean, he's like he he is a character from the comics also, but he um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, he it's in a different, slightly different role. I think uh, I'm just gonna actually Google it on my own site <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we speak because it's uh, he's in like a few, few um issues like from the early '80s, I think. But I love how they use the old, like old comic book characters. I think it's yeah, cool. definitely. Um, so we'll see what we come up weird. Another thing I'm really,
2: incidentally, I'm really hoping we get in season two after watching Jessica Jones is we get some mention of uh, Jerry Hogarth. Yeah. Whether it's they're going up against her in court or just something because Mm. Carrie-Anne Moss as Hogarth was so good in Jessica Jones. Yeah. And such a different lawyer (laughs) character Mm. to Matt and Foggy. I would just love to just get a hint that maybe they've done a They've been up against her at some point. Yeah. Just for continuity. I think that would be great.
0: That would be great. And I actually, speaking of... Okay, spoilers for Jessica Jones if I haven't seen it. Um, there was this one scene in, in Jessica Jones that I really think would have been perfect for a uh, Matt and Foggy cameo, which was... Yeah. Uh, okay, cover your ears for 30 seconds if you haven't seen Jessica Jones. Um, where uh, the one where um, Hogarth like Jerry's girlfriend... Pam. Yeah, Pam, right, when she yeah. uh, kills her ex-wife, which is a complete accident, and she's, you know, an innocent and all of this, and, like, it's, I mean, it was self-defense and everything, uh, but when she's dragged away, dried away, I think that would have been a perfect scene to just have it cut mm-hmm. to, like, a few seconds of just showing that she's being taken care of by some other lawyers. <laughs> yeah, and that, and every that would have been, time anyone
2: yeah. in the show and Jessica Jones mentioned, I need a lawyer, I was yeah. bouncing up and down in my chair, because... I was like, I know some lawyers you yeah. can call. <laughs>
1: right. um, I they're just starting out, well, with Susie great. Abramite,
2: yeah. who plays Pam, yeah. um, I was lucky enough to interview her on oh, Defenders yeah. podcast, and we kind of discussed that as well. And I was like, you know, maybe Pam could get two lawyers from Hell's Kitchen in <laughs> right. season two. She was like, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. I think that would be great.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that would have been, that, I mean, because I, I don't think uh, it would have been appropriate to have a, a daredevil in costume cameo for yeah. Jessica Jones. It wasn't the right tone for that. But it, it would have been fun if they'd done just a little more than they did. But
2: that's um, something we discussed as well on, on when we covered the season finale. Is that the, um, our guest Delirio pointed out? You know, he, in his opinion, the worst thing you could have done with a show like Jessica Jones, which. a big part of it is about female empowerment is, you know, at the end you have daredevil swing in and kind of save the day and it's like, don't worry. The man is here and I'm going to save the day. (laughs) It would have really taken away from the character of Jessica and her, her journey throughout the season. Um, I think it would have been a big distraction Mm -hmm. from it being her series. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's yeah. Whether you had like Luke Cage or, or, daredevil like swinging save the day um i'm glad they didn't do that
0: yeah so am i um but um yeah anyway i just i looked up blake towers which was his name in the comic not blake tower uh and yeah he was a da and he um foggy ran against him in an election yeah and then he lost and it was i um as i put it in this particular post when foggy goes on to lose his re-election campaign against blake towers in parentheses, after some villains meddling, in parentheses, (laughs) um, in parentheses, uh, the following issue, he joins Matt at his new practice. So, but I guess in this show, I'm assuming he's going to be a good guy. But anyway, so he's, yeah, he's from that side of, and that's who I think we are listening to when when they're talking about. And then, of course, we cut back to Brett Mahoney talking, and we both had some problems making out what he was saying, but I think we have settled on... um, Uh, On um, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it's like two sentences. Two
2: different. I think it's two sentences from one conversation, but the way they've edited one right after the other, it kind of sounds weird. I think that's.
0: Yeah, you
1: know,
2: kind of what it was.
0: Yeah, but we Um, think it's like with the knowledge and hardware to take out half the city. House kitchen is about to explode. mm. I think that's the sentence we're going for, people. If everybody, if anyone has a different opinion, (laughs) uh, let us know. But uh, I should mention that I would in the post that I'm putting on the the other murder papers blog um, for this uh, podcast episode, I'm going to put like the entire like all of the lines uh, from the trailer in writing, so you can look it over. Um, which is kind of cool, and then of course we cut back to to uh, Frank very briefly, and then we cut to that scene of Matt and Karen and
2: I was all, yeah. I just briefly mentioned as well when I was watching the trailer and making notes, I was on uh, Frank Castle nose watch because we see some scenes where he has a broken nose <laughs> and some scenes where he doesn't, and I think he gets his broken nose from his first fight with Matt. Yeah that seems to be what happens. You can kind of sort of see the order that things might take place in from when his nose is broken and when it isn't.
0: Yeah. So that that's would what i of doing right. in the
2: series is yeah. on Frank Parcel nose watch. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, of course, we can add to that uh, the Daredevil um, face mask broken watch. Mask. Yeah, yeah, because it changes. I think it changes colors, and then there's, like, that crack in the middle of it. And, uh, and hope, I'll
2: yeah. mention the crack as well because I like that we get the crack. I like that it mm-hmm. looks um like it's been fixed hurriedly almost Mm -hmm. like it's glued um but I like as well that the crack in that kind of reflect uh, it kind of um echoes when we get the title cards up or the the card saying no good deed goes unpunished it says dead of season two it's like a gray wall with like a crack down the middle yeah and it kind of echoed that I liked it yeah
0: yeah Maybe I'm looking too much into it, probably, but, you know. There's no such thing, Claire. There's no such thing. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no detail too small to be, like, you know, thoroughly analysed. And pulled exactly. pulled apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, of course, we do have the, after we cut from the Brett, Foggy, and Matt scene, we do have um, Frank's face that's got, it, it's with blood splatters all over it. And it's it looks like delightful. the
2: police are in, uh, at a cemetery as well. Did you think that? Because it's like a police oh, yeah. and it looks like there's this this grave uh, it's like graveyard or a cemetery in the background so yeah. I wondered what was happening there and I wondered maybe if it was um Frank had gone to the
0: the yeah. gravesite
2: of his family and then something was happening there like some some yeah. fight and that's why police were called out.
0: Maybe so. It's interesting that you mentioned that because that scene reminded me of um, from the um uh, Mark Wade, and this is actually still Paolo Rivera run of Daredevil when uh, Matt's father is uh, like his grave, um, yeah, like yeah, his body is stolen, and Foggy or Matt shows up at the um, at the gravesite or the graveyard, and there's police there, and there's like a you know do not cross line of Foggy's there, and it actually it, it does remind remind me of, of that that kind of setup, so yeah I think you may be right about the location um and then of course, um, Frank blows stuff up, yes, he does He's-
2: um <laughs> he also looks that scene that kind of pan in on him just before Karen and matt
1: yeah
2: he look i mean he looks crazy he um, does. but it, there's the railings in the background, and it, it to me, I don't know, it kind of looks like maybe it's the same location as where the carousel is. Yeah, like he's watching the carousel. It's just from the other angle. Uh, it
0: also looks know. like his nose isn't broken in that mm. scene. I mean, you're on nose watch. I'm not. I'm on right, nose. So, at, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I also put a note that I really like Karen's top that she's wearing <laughs> in the
0: next scene. <laughs> yeah, that is quite nice. It's like, uh, like, um, China, like the mm. like real Chinese porcelain, almost like the with the with the blue. Uh, paint on a base. Pretty, it, su- it
2: suits her very well because like, Debra Deborah Moore's got those amazing blue eyes. Yeah.
0: It just
2: suits her. And Matt is hanging out with Karen in his casual clothes because he's just wearing a t-shirt.
0: Yeah, he is. So I was like, hmm. Yeah, he could just be, I don't know, hanging around his apartment though because he do- does have his glasses on so maybe they didn't just get out of bed. I don't know.
2: True. And we had the thing yeah. in season one where he I think we noticed noticed a couple of times in the episodes that there's like a scene where him and Foggy are sitting there and Matt's got the glasses off, but then when Karen walks in the room, he puts them on.
1: Yeah.
2: It's kind of like he doesn't like having the glasses off around her. There's only that time really in the first episode where he takes them off to talk to her.
0: Yeah, which is actually... much more
2: comfortable with that around Claire, like taking the glasses off.
0: Yeah. Which is actually kind of consistent with the comic too. I think I wrote a post on that once because Mm. I've apparently written a post on... Any mundane detail? Yeah, it's like I'm it's very. <laughs> I mean, I did one on like his hair and I don't know his clothes and Foggy's mustache and whatnot. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the next one I really like when when uh, Karen is holding up that which looks like like an like an X ray film. Of mm. The Punishers, like the the skull. But I'm thinking. Did is this like the inspiration for the actual emblem that he puts on his T shirt, maybe? That's what I thought, yeah.
2: And all, I mean she's she's got paperwork on the table yeah. or on the floor or wherever she's sitting, and it looks like maybe a police report. And then there's like the photo mm-hmm. on the right, and I I couldn't work out if that was a photo of like the Punisher, like Frank hugging his daughter. Except I I don't think it is. It looks no, like, it
0: looks like he's Someone holding something? Now it looks like he's he just it looks like it's Frank and but his wrists are like held together. It looks almost like he's handcuffed, oh, yeah. He, and I think it's just blood on his shirt, like he maybe oh. maybe that's just the from the crime scene where his family was killed and he's a bystander or something, and that's yeah. the blood um and maybe the actual x-ray of a skull which i'm pretty sure doesn't look what an actual x-ray of a skull would look like but okay, <laughs> never mind um but maybe that's because like where where um karen's finger is sound looks yeah, almost like a bullet mark. yeah like a bullet hole maybe yeah. that's like his wife or something or I, pff, who knows but i mean yeah that would be cool if that yeah. was the
2: inspiration for the right the, yeah his emblem like it'd be better than some of the films where it's a t-shirt his kid gave him because he the kid thought it was cool. <laughs> and, you know, it's like... Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. no, that need, that definitely needs a new, new origin story, I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't actually know what the official origin is in the comics, because even though I love The Punisher, I'm not that knowledgeable about his actual, you know, the yeah. various takes on his origin. So I, I don't know how close that is to his actual origin. But I'm sure... We'll find out once the series is aired.
0: And I think it's also going to, I mean, like in that earlier exchange between Matt Foggy and and Brett, and they're talking about how he takes out people with gangs with military precision. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely like a reference probably to military training and that kind of thing.
2: Um, I also think as well, um, again, relating back to Jessica Jones, sorry, but it's because I've just done 13 weeks of podcasting about it um we have a a character in uh in jessica jones who i i think it was interesting that they included the character because it was almost a taster of the punisher Mm -hmm. uh in terms of the military backgrounds um i don't want to spoil things too much but uh in terms of the special ops background and the way he works i i I thought it was interesting that character was in it because it kind of, yeah, gave us a taster for Frank Castle.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you um, know
2: who I mean, Chris. I
0: do know who you mean. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I do know who you mean. And I wonder if we're ever going to see that particular character again. I would guess I so. I hope but, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: I was kind of um, – I thought it was um, – he, that character was a little here, there, and everywhere for me. Um, me too, so, but I, yeah. I,
2: I think his, his journey in the series was a bit weird, but I, he was consistently interesting. Yeah. In the way yeah. they took him, even though the ways they took the character didn't always make sense, whereas there were other characters, like the character of Malcolm, who ran out of steam very early on in the show, and I found a bit dull after that. Not that I had anything yeah. against the character or the actor, I thought the actor was really good. But it's like they didn't know what to do with him. Whereas the other character, they consistently did stuff with him, so he was always interesting, even if I loathed the character at yeah.
1: times.
2: <laughs> I'd rather be them be interesting than be yeah. a dull character. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah definitely. Um, okay, next we have the face touching scene. No, it's not a real. <laughs> it's not a, it's not one of those weird like blind people having their hands all over somebody's face face touching scenes it's an actual like you know he's you know touching her cheek in a loving way the way you would you know it's, it's not and he,
2: they're in the rain but he's yeah. not saying oh in the rain let me take off my glasses because i can see you <laughs> That's
1: in the movie. yes
0: this is a reference to the of a movie seeing
2: you with my ears yeah.
0: Okay. um yeah that was a weird scene
1: That's so weird.
0: Especially, you know, what the weirdest part about it is that he can also see her pupils.
1: Yes! (laughs) Which is
0: like, how does that work?
2: I just don't understand why he takes off his glasses. Because he's like, I can hear the sound of the rain. Okay, do your sunglasses cover your ears? (laughs) Like, why are you taking your
0: glasses off? Maybe it's a psychological thing. Like, maybe I, I don't know.
2: Um, I think it was for the audience, in case the audience didn't kind of get it.
0: Yeah, the audience can be kind of slow sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, of course, there's there's more like hints of um, um, Frank shooting people again. Yeah, and he goes bang, bang, which is very cool <laughs> and subtle. Uh, and then there's Matt in like a hoodie somewhere. Yeah.
2: Which what is, is weird. that? <laughs> um, because he's got
0: his glasses off, so he's
2: obviously not. I don't think, in the Matt Murdoch public persona, you right. know, of Matt Murdoch, yeah. blind lawyer. So, but he's not as Daredevil either, and he kind of looks like he's got a backpack on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So I wondered, I mean, he's stubbly, like present-day Matt Murdoch. but I wondered if this was a flashback.
0: Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was wondering that too, if that was uh, maybe, a, yeah, it could be a flashback to maybe him doing something with Electrum. In college, like sneaking out and like, I don't know, not maybe hitting people, but training or something or sparring or I I don't know. They're probably going to do something like that. But
2: if um, we have him dressed in like black, but when he's kind of sneaking mm -hmm. around with Electro, I kind of hope we get the white converse like the man without fear run by Frank Miller, you know. Um, I don't know why. I always loved that he was all dressed in black, apart from the white shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the di- in the night, you could just see a little pair of white feet running around.
0: Yeah, let's not point out that the blind guy can't call or coordinate his uh, action <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, that and um, also I think is Electra in white a lot in that, or I mean, I know she is like when she uh, like. You know, is raised from the dead later on. Yeah, she's um, in white because she has that big
2: white fur coat. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, That's it. Yeah, I seem to remember something about that. Then, of course, we have Matt and Foggy arguing again. Of course. And uh, Foggy looking out, out for Matt's safety. At first, when I saw this this scene, I was thinking that he was just sort of berating him for like adding to the violence, like when he's talking about blood. Like Matt's talking about bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, let's see how it, it, um, let's see, where is it? Yeah, where's that? said. oh yeah, he said. oh, oh Matt says, um, uh, it, first it's how much longer before innocent people start getting caught in his crossfire and then blood is being shed. And then mm-hmm. Foggy goes, and you donated more than your fair share. When I first saw it, I was like, I was thinking that Foggy was getting on Matt's case because he was adding to the violence. And then, of course, I get that it's more like, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want yeah. your blood to be shed because you have already done so much. Um, and of course, we're probably going to have, just like last time, people who are going to whine about how Foggy's like holding Matt back and everything, but that's really his, what his role is. He's always And, been, and Matt needs that. Yeah, yeah, and needs Matt needs that. that balance. Because he that's needs, one of yeah. the
2: things stopping him
0: from becoming the punisher. Yeah, he needs someone to call him on his bullshit. Yeah. Every once in a while. He needs someone who can, you know, critique him and question what he's doing and like, you know, um so yeah, that is the role that some character does have to play here. <laughs> and Foggy is that character. I think he's often been that character in the comic too. So I think that's, that's very consistent. But um, mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people are very resentful of like the you know the best friend of the superhero. is like oh yeah. he just won't be supportive enough of, of his best friend being a superhero. It's like well,
2: <laughs> like Murdoch, it can be a terrible best
0: friend. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, one of my co-hosts, Mel, really hates the character of Foggy in the series.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I remember that from when I listened. Having to
2: never, I mean, she's never read any yeah. of the comics. She knew nothing about Daredevil mm-hmm. apart from uh, the movie yeah. and. um, the show, and I was kind of defending Foggy quite a bit because I'm like,
0: no, you don't understand. Yeah. So, no, it's interesting because he's been one of the more just divisive characters. Uh, yeah, of, of definitely. All. I mean, people, have, it's like that's it, runs the gamut from like people loving him to absolutely hating him and everything in between. So, um, which is kind of understandable because I think it, it's uh, just because he has that character who. Quest is a lot of thing, who does have a, a temperament um, and a personality that's actually quite different from Matt's. And mm-hmm. it just depends on, like, are you into that or not? And, I mean, for me, I I think he does a great job, as I, that Ellen Henson does a great job as Foggy. I think he's a, he's a very good character all around. I think he's very sympathetic. And, of course, he does have to be that. I mean, somebody has to be that that every man Character who is like, What are you doing to our lives? Like, why are you bringing yeah. in all this violence? I mean, it's a very reasonable thing to be asking, so definitely. <laughs> let's, yeah. So, let's not be too hard on him. But, um, and then, of course, then, there's I a lot of say, yeah.
2: like I've said before, Elden Henson was my fan casting yeah. For, for, yeah. for years, and
1: yeah.
2: I think Marvel has a you know, look into my brain because yeah. <laughs> when they cast him, because I was so happy, and I think he's. I love him as Foggy. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, I have another thing I love is the the next shot after Foggy and Matt talking. the yeah. One of the sponge wringing the blood out. Yeah. Um, visually, it it it's kind of reminiscent of like the shot of in season one. You know, where Matt's pulling his head up and the blood
1: yeah going yeah. onto
2: pavement that was very famous. But I just love that. We've got the, the murky green background and the red. They've really, like, yeah. saturated the red and it just pops. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, visually, I just love it. And it, it's it, it when I saw that shot, I, again, after watching so much Jessica Jones recently, which is very purple, yeah. colour scheme, and they pay such close attention to colour. Like, there was yeah. a lot of yellow in Daredevil season, yeah. season 1, but there was also a lot of this green. Um mm-hmm. And obviously the red with the blood and the costume and stuff. And it, just this shot, like I've got it still at the moment, that colour scheme I'm like, I'm kind of back in Daredevil world, you know, yeah. world of the Daredevil yeah. show. It kind of sums up the visual look for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very cool shot. And then of, of course there's a lot of, we got to um, well, also in that scene there's a lot of shirtless Matt, which a lot of people have shown <laughs> their appreciation for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, um, yeah, and then we're back to the Punisher blowing stuff up again.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's an
2: ambulance, is it? It looks uh, like a
0: the thing that like the the car that explodes is some... Oh, it's not an ambulance. It's no, like no, no, no. a It's cuz I got I did um I did a, a screenshot of it. It was it was only on screen for like a fraction of a second. It yeah. looks like it's a big kind of um, sage green truck.
2: Yeah, somebody. it looks like the kind of one that would have a, 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 a the load on the back but it hasn't got the load you know it's just the the trailer's missing from it yeah
0: and and then of course we see Claire the other Claire not you
2: Uh,
0: not me Claire Temple also in
2: the background of that scene there's the hospital bed Mm -hmm. Claire's talking to Foggy I I can't I don't know if you can see if there's anyone in the bed or I didn't know if it was like someone who was dead and they've pulled the sheet over them Yeah, I can't tell unless it is a patient but I'm wondering if that's Foggy's gone to visit someone who's in the hospital. Yeah. Um, And that's that person, whether it's Karen or Matt. But I don't think Matt would go to the hospital. Like, he'd just get Claire to visit him at home. Yeah. You know? um,
0: Yeah, he'd only go to the hospital if he actually got some kind of non combat related stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, meningitis or something. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to happen. So it's probably somebody else. But it does look like it doesn't, I mean, it looks like there's somebody there, but it does look like it may be a dead person and they're just kind Yeah, I can't them. see yeah. like a head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there's their yes, feet, but no head. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but anyway, I looked up, uh, of course, as we've already discussed, the IMDb page um, is very inaccurate for, for this. But I think it had, because uh, Claire was in um four episodes last time four four, four or five no she she was in five you're right she was in five and then um uh for like if you look at her record um on the imdb page right now she's in Mm -hmm. seven episodes so maybe she's maybe this one is accurate she's only gonna be in two this season i don't know um interesting to see because yeah. like,
2: Daredevil was filming at the same time, I think there was crossover between Daredevil, oh no, there can't have been because I know she appears also in Luke Cage. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, she's going to probably be featured I, pretty heavily in, in yeah. Luke Cage, so it wouldn't so surprise wonder, me if she's only going to be in two. I, I, yeah, I wonder
2: how yeah. much she's going to be in
0: Because she's probably Daredevil. not going to be a love interest um, obviously because he's going to have enough of those. Um yeah,
2: I yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine her maybe being a love interest in Luke Cage.
1: Yeah.
2: But I I don't know. So I would imagine if that is the case, uh, then maybe she'd be, again, keeping a distance a bit from Matt. So she might not be in this series as much, particularly as
1: yeah.
2: it looks like we have the, the love interest, you know, already covered with mm-hmm. with uh, Karen and Electra. Yeah. So I wonder if she's only going to have like a very brief...
0: Appearance yeah, in it. yeah, it could be. And I know a lot of people have been sort of regretting, like, I mean, looking at season one and what could have been in a way, but I think at the same time, I think Matt and Claire are best as sort of, they're like, it, it would have been perfect, but it just wasn't meant to be or. Um, yeah. Where they care deeply for each other, but it's like, that's just not going to work. And I mean, that's how it is a lot of times in real life, where you can have people who really do care about each other, but it's just, it's just not going to, it's not going to... And good on Claire for
2: walking away as well. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. And I mean, yeah. it's not
2: going to work because, you know, it wouldn't have, because he was, Matt was far too um, obsessed in his, um, his mission at that point.
0: Yeah. Um... So then the trailer cuts back to a lot of action. And this is really where we get to see like most of the, the daredevil action where he is just sort of totally enraged, just like pummeling through and like beating people up. And, um, and he's fighting
2: I, someone that doesn't look like the punisher either. Right. It's, it's not yeah. John Bernthal. I don't know who it is, but they're it, yeah. all in I black. think it
0: may just be some random gangster or something. Yeah. Um, And then he's got that, that uh, when he's in that long sort of corridor and he's completely, you know, enraged. And since I, as you do, I've been watching this trailer a few times set to like quarter speed. <laughs> so you can catch all the details. And he's got, of course, he's got like his his fist is like duct taped. On one side, and then yeah, he's got the chains. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like a nice, it's almost like an echo of when his, he had the um, rope wrapped around his fists yeah, in yeah. Uh, episode two of season one.
0: Yeah, and then I'm I'm expecting that this maybe takes place after he's, uh, you know, because there's that still of him being, you know, tied up by the Punisher in chains, and this is like him unchaining himself and being. Really yeah, because he's
2: got, almost got the chain as a weapon. Right. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, Daredevil's yeah. going all Ghost Rider. What's happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, but it also, one thing I noticed that I kind of like, because this is very classy, Derrida also said he uses the chain to, like, um, take out the lighting yeah, in the corridor. Yeah, And he didn't it. do any of that in the first season, as far as I recall, uh, and I like that they're including... He did, he the,
2: turned out the lighting in the garage. Oh, like, yeah, 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 uh, you're right, you're right. He did he, it, yeah, he did yeah, it yeah. that time, but I think right, that was yeah. the only time,
1: yeah. Um, because,
2: and this is when his mask is already damaged as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Because Because it is such a, yeah, and that looks like before he fixed it, it just looks like it's cracked or something.
2: Yeah, we see a a bit as well uh, later where you can see where his mask is really damaged. I think, like, on the right-hand side, it's almost like it's coming away from his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But anyway, I loved seeing this because it's, um, I mean, I'm all for, like, the super well-choreographed, like, you know, dance like a ninja stuff, but I like that Matt is just sort of, he is, it feels very gritty. I mean, it feels very sort of, he's just, you know, beating people up. It's not, none of that like super over stylized stuff that was maybe like in the last episode of season one, which I thought Mm -hmm. was a fight that just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. This feels much more down to earth. I mean, of course, yeah, sure. He does do his little flips and everything, not in this scene, but I mean, I'm assuming he's going to do that. But, but where he also is sort of like all just like power and fists and just, you know, beating the shit out of people mm. It's abuse. I haven't
2: actually checked as well but I'm assuming that um, um, uh, Chris Brewster and um, uh, Philip Silvera are involved in season 2 in the, the fight choreography because I think I their think so. contribution to season 1 was so big
1: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, Philip Silvera as well um, was helped with the fight choreography for the Deadpool movie which I've seen a couple of times and I messaged him about because again the the fight choreography and that is amazing. I mean, they, I, I would love for them that team to be involved in all the shows going ahead, particularly Iron Fist, because I think he could coordinate some really amazing set pieces for for Iron Fist. Um, But yeah, he he did a they did such a great job in season one. I'd really hope they had a lot of input into season two as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that Chris Brewster's uh, son. Man for this, too. I haven't heard anything else. I think we would have heard if it, yeah, would, wouldn't we? I don't know.
2: I think, I guess so. I, I just wonder if, um, because I know he was, um, the uh, the stunt man as well for um, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So if he was doing Civil War as well, maybe there would have been a schedule clash. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but I'm hoping not. I don't think I didn't see his name in Deadpool, so I don't think he did any work. Uh, on Deadpool, but then yeah. obviously that's owned by a different studio as well.
1: Yeah,
2: I know Philip Silvera has worked with the, the uh, director of Deadpool quite a lot in the past, so that's probably why he worked on that project.
1: Yeah, uh, if he
2: has a contract with Marvel to do like the Netflix shows, maybe that's why he was he did the Deadpool movie as well because of his his history with working with that mm-hmm. team. I know that he said he mentioned that to me when I spoke to him.
0: Yeah, um. So um, anyway, um, next we have sad-looking, foggy, looking into the oh. ground. Did someone die? But at the same oh, time, it's like it's a middle His, his bit. face
2: to me is more like, "Oh, Matt, what have you done there?" Type <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then, of course, the next shot is, like, Matt looking guilty about something (laughs) in his apartment. I mean, honestly, though, he really needs to, like, clean up his apartment, if that is his apartment. It looks like it is.
2: Uh, But he also needs to shave, because he looks like he's got a really nice suit on, almost like a tuxedo. Yeah. And it's not like his work suit, and he's taken, like, the, the tie off. But, yeah. it, I mean, you can almost see, like, the bow tie undone mm-hmm. around yeah. his neck. But it looks like a really nice suit. And I'm like, oh, Matt, couldn't you have shaved? Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: he really needs to shave. Um, <laughs> which I guess is not going to happen in this season either. It's just like, we're just going to I think have to get as well,
2: Charlie Cox is just a very hairy guy. So I just yeah. imagine, like, if he doesn't shave for, like, one day, that's the amount of stubble he gets.
0: <laughs> Yeah, which is funny because he he does they do shave his entire torso because he's a beast. If he yeah, doesn't do he that. is a so,
2: beast. He's a hairy, hairy guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So maybe they're just like, uh, oh fuck it. Oh sorry. <gasps> okay, okay. Oh, I'm t- gonna t- have to t- rate, t- rate t- this as explicit on iTunes. Um,
2: <laughs> and so, I won't have to do anything because we swear all the time in my podcast. So it's I fine. think I've, <laughs> i
0: yeah, I think I've uh, had it. I think I put it in explicit previously for one of the episodes, so we're fine. We're probably like <laughs> this is not this like this show that you're that we're reviewing here. Like the trailer is not for young children. We should point that out to people.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but, um, uh, next, I think is a, that really kind of a uh, very cool shot of uh, mm-hmm. the Punisher where he's um, he looks like somebody hurt him badly. Yeah, the He's got. The face. The, um,
2: he's got- the first bit where he's kind of yelling, he's got the broken nose, yeah. and then in the one where he, his face is really bloody, yeah. he look, he's got the broken nose, but it doesn't look freshly broken. See, I yeah. told you I was on nose watch. Yep. So I think that's sometime later, maybe after a second fight with Matt.
0: Yeah. Maybe somebody hit him with a chain across the Ooh, cheek, and that's what yeah. that is. Could be. Definitely. And then we get the shot
2: again of some windows, and they look again like they're blacked out Yeah. with paint or something. Yep, and I think there's the top. At first, we have this person like fall to the floor because there's shots coming yeah, in. At first, yeah. I thought it was Matt mm-hmm. for some reason, but I don't think it is because it's like tiled flooring. Oh, so I don't know. Okay. It, yeah. I don't know where it is. It almost looks like the the hallway of a building, or I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know who it
2: is. I can't work it out.
0: And then there's uh, Matt, who is like, "Why are you doing this?" which mm. I guess that's the part where he's like tied up against a chimney or something. And mm. then he's got that crack in the mask. And actually it hasn't been fixed. It, it just looks like it's like it's cracked. And then there are like these strong sort of fibers in the fabric underneath the coating. That's yeah. like it, then it's being pulled apart a little bit, as you mentioned. And, uh,
2: yeah. Or it's been, I can't really work it out or it's been sewn or stapled. Maybe it's staples.
1: Yeah, it could, could be. be stapled
2: like it's been stapled together. The crack. Yeah, I think it has been like cracked right up it, and then it's it's almost like it's been a stapler used to fix it. Yeah, which is nice because he has the duct tape almost on his hands. It's <laughs> you know he's not a rich guy. He's not. He hasn't. Got, he's not Ben Affleck. He hasn't got like three different masks. You know, in his little yeah, his little bat cave, You know, at home. <laughs> um, no pun intended, because obviously Ben Affleck is now Batman. I was going to say yeah, he's yeah. only got the one costume that Melvin has made him.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he needs to. Maybe Melvin's gonna. I mean, he's gonna put, still need to be in touch with Melvin, right? Melvin's gonna have to fix his suit.
2: Maybe this is maybe this is maybe why we'll Melvin get a different fix costume it. at the end of the season, and we'll get a different yeah. costume at the end of every season because Matt destroys the costume. Yeah, the but
0: speaking season. of different costumes, because we have, I'll just quickly skip because then we have. It looks like Karen is looking at something, and maybe she's discovering something about her um, boss slash would be boyfriend. Uh, but yeah. le- skipping ahead, um, yeah. is that where where Matt is walking down uh, a corridor? It looks kind of like it's a church, actually, or just it could just be a cellar or some kind of. Anyway, he um, uh, where his mask looks different. It looks like it's all red. Yeah, it and looks I got, a lot got some his of costume it, yeah. as well it so and it, so fun. it looks like that could maybe be the earlier costume from like the beginning of the season that's more like the one from last season and yeah. then maybe they switch it to like they reinforce it with the black stuff because I think wasn't like when Melvin Potter was talking about this in the first season that the black areas were like the stronger areas and the red one the so. other way around. Well, maybe or maybe as
2: yeah. well they've put the more black in it for this season to tie in a bit more with the yeah. um, the redesigned costume in the comics, you so right. know, like when yeah. they release the um, yeah. the pictures of, like, the all-black. Yeah. Black one. I also want to say, it looks like Matt is <laughs> – I'm on Stubble Watch now. It looks like Matt is shaved. <laughs> but he has, like, a tiny mustache and a soul patch, which is yeah. kind of weird, like just under his lip. Yeah. It's kind of weird.
0: Yes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, someone needs to point that out to him. Like that's not a good look right now.
2: For you. If you're gonna shave, shave all over like, yeah, shave yeah. the entire
0: face. That may have been a good look like around the time you lost your sight. That's not a good look anymore. <laughs> okay, that was sorry, that was unsensitive of me. Um insensitive. Oh, um <laughs> <I know. laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> uh, we are irreverent. Um and yeah, of course, and then well, I don't know if we have much more to say about Karen. Looking at something because I remember. I mean, last season when we when we got the trailer, we had uh, Claire looking at something that I assumed was going to be her watching will do something, and of course that turned out not to be the case. It's from some other scene entirely. So that could be Karen looking at anything. That could be Karen looking at Frank Castle touching himself. We don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but it could be anything. Um, Then we have uh, Frank is taking hostages. Oh, yeah, Yeah. now we're back at the merry-go-round.
2: It looks like it is part of, like, a theme park. I I wish I could read the sign in the background, the green sign, but I can't um, because it it goes by too quick. But it looks like it's definitely a theme park, but I don't think it's Coney Island because that's obviously the one that would make the most sense um, if they're filming in Brooklyn. Um, Although I think Coney – yeah, it's in Brooklyn, isn't it? It's, like, the very south. But – I don't think it is Coney Island from looking at pictures but I could be wrong. Um I guess if they shot at Coney Island after hours it would be relatively cheap for them to do but
0: Yeah. I that like makes me how you again yeah. it's not central park. I love that you're thinking about the logistics here. And like <laughs> I don't aware. want the <laughs> I don't want them spending too much money on location. When I watched
2: uh, when I watched Jessica Jones yeah. and they filmed in Central Park I was there the, the day that they filmed it in Central <gasps> Park and but when there's bits where they're walking around, I did, like, think, oh, I wonder how they would have done this bit. Like, how they would have... So they probably would have put a barrier there and cornered it. Yeah. And it's like, stop thinking about this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do overthink
0: it. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, And then we have a scene, I love this scene where, like, Matt is kind of emerging at the top of the stairs. He's pissed off. It's all in, like, this red light. He's coming down the, the red stairs. The the chain. Yeah, and the, the chain. Tape. He's jumping this guy, he's beating up with the chain, and then that, of course, that duct-taped I, fist. I was actually the first I scene. I also
2: wonder, like, the duct-taped fist, because he's holding the chain yeah. in the duct tape fist, and it, It almost looks like it's duct taped to his his hand. But I wondered if, when he hits the guy, doesn't he hit him with his elbow? Yeah. I think. No, the chain is in the other hand. If he's broken his hand in that scene with the Punisher, and he's duct taped his fist almost as a cast.
0: How badass is that?
2: Yeah, and then that's why he's almost duct taped the chain, because then he can use that arm still as a weapon, like the fist, but use the chain instead. But I think he's got the chain in the other
1: hand. I think. I think,
2: yeah, but in, in, I think when the guy goes down, he's got it in that hand, but I might be wrong. Yeah. But I think that would be really badass if he's just used the duct tape as a splint. I <laughs> oh, love that. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that may, may very well be the case, actually. Like, maybe um, he's had
2: to, I, I just imagine, like, the Punisher breaking his hand. Yeah. Um... And then in the next shot, where his costume again is a lot darker and we've got the crack up the helmet, Yeah, this is where you can see the side of his, his helmet as well is broken, like near his jaw.
1: Yeah.
2: And it looks like he's been punched. It looks like he's got a broken nose and blood's coming out of his nose and he's got blood on that side of his lips. So it looks like he's been punched in that yeah. side of the face and it's actually cracked the...
0: looks like someone punished him. i mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: And then he screams, and yeah. he screams so loud that we cut to black for a second <laughs> or two.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, so this is, um, and then we're cutting back to a fight with Punisher, which, I mean, of course, this is not chronological. This could be, like, I think this could actually be their first meeting or something, or maybe, or, well. Um,
2: well, his helmet is uncracked. Yeah. So, uh, looking at be... Helmet Watch. Yes. It's
0: uncracked, yeah. Yeah, so. and even looking at Nosewatch, when you go back, like if <laughs> after uh, the Punisher beats Daredevil to the ground, and he's like sort yeah. of, before he gets up again, it cuts to Frank, and that's when he's saying that part about your one bad day away, for, or said later. No, that's later.
2: That's later, I think. Yeah. I think that's like the last but thing But it's before.
0: while they're talking about, oh yeah, half measures, which of course yeah. a lot of people are unhappy about, because that's what Stick said Matt mm-hmm. in, in uh, the first season, Half Measures Maddie or something, Half Measures, um, and that he's a coward. But that's, he his nose doesn't look broken in that one. Mm. It just looks like there's yeah. like a little cut on it. But. And that
2: shot as well of Matt lying on the ground, lifting himself up, yeah. is like almost a direct yeah. echo of the one where he's in the black costume in yeah. season one, where it's like, get to work.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is great. I love that they sort of, Bring it back to that it's just missing the blood coming from his mouth yeah. and
0: then we think the trailer is over but it's not <gasps> Ooh, but it's... it's matt coming home and Electra's there you does see? he catch the side i'm assuming
2: it's a sigh, or does he deflect the sigh? i,
0: I think he catches it which is actually really unrealistic um mm. i think because i played it i played the the video Like a you know quarter. Oh yeah, he
2: does catch it. Yeah, he does catch it. it. it Which is
0: really kind of silly because wouldn't it be very very sharp? I mean, I know he does that in the in the comics, but that's really no reason he should be doing it in live action because live action actually does have kind of yeah. If if they're going with
2: like the the comic book or the movie size, yeah, where they're daggers and they're very sharp, then it would be very sharp, obviously. But actual size are. Blunt, they're not okay. sharp because they're not used as daggers or as knives to stab, they're used um, more to deflect and oh, okay. that, that kind of thing. So I think that the size in the in the movie that um Electra used were obviously almost like knives, you know, that like yeah. was like very, very sharp and it was cutting, and that's you've seen that in the comics as well, but if they're gonna go for actual what size would be like. Cause I, I did have a pair years ago that I was bought. I have no idea where they are, but they're, they're, I mean, if if you use enough force, you could stab someone with them. They're yeah. not sharp. You couldn't use them as a knife or a letter yeah. opener, <laughs> you know, they haven't got a sharp edge. So oh, okay. maybe they're.
0: Okay. In that case, it makes steps. sense. It just seems like, um, you know, but, uh, but it's also kind of interesting. It doesn't seem to really notice her until like she's, i thought like
2: from his sort of expression he kind of because he's sort of standing with his back to the kitchen wall because we can see yeah yeah like he knows
0: somebody's there but he
2: knows someone's there but he doesn't know who it is
0: which is so weird to me because it's like i'm and people know this i'm the one who will often complain about being you know him detecting things he really shouldn't be able to but on the flip side and i will say this and i've said this many times Matt's sense of smell is so underappreciated in the comic, yeah. like everywhere. If he walks in the room, he should smell it. Like he should be able to smell her. Like he should be Particularly like, Oh, with Elektra, it smells Electra. I know like Elektra. in the
2: comics, I don't know yeah. how, how much they mention it, but I'm sure it's mentioned that he's unable to detect her heartbeat.
1: Right. Because of yeah. her
2: training. Yeah. But when we see Electra, I mean, like we may as well yeah. talk about it because it's in the final shot. Yeah. She is dressed in this like kind of, beautiful looking black
1: dress yeah.
2: she's got lots of um Jewelry, rings on yeah. and jewels and gold i can imagine her at least wearing some kind of perfume yeah. or scented lotion or something yeah. or even like the smell of her lipstick you know yeah or her makeup that was smell so i agree that
0: and like yeah, i mean he, he should, should know by scent alone that's like somebody's been in my apartment he should know that the second he steps in the door So, but but it is, it is kind of interesting. I've always had this, this theory about it is that because like real people in real life have such a weird uh, relationship with their sense of smell, we tend to like, it's, it tends to not be a conscious thing for most people most of the time that it's really difficult to imagine what it would be like to have a much, much closer and more immediate relationship with that sense. And so it's, it's, it's. You know, it's because we are humans and um, and and as it's been uh, discovered over the over recent years is is that people actually have a better, much better sense of smell than they think they do. But the whole weird part of that is how people even have to even have to point out to people that you have a better sense of smell than you think. You do. It's not like anybody yeah. like, I mean, imagine if anybody would, would come out and go like, oh, people can hear much better than they think they do. But it's like, okay, but nobody ever expressed that they didn't think they could hear well enough. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because it's such a subconscious thing that we tend to like underestimate what it would be like to... He may not even on a sort of molecular sensory level have a sense of smell that is that much better uh, than a real person. It would need to be. But if he could have just sort of a... A better access to a sense of smell, sort of from a neurological perspective, that would mm-hmm. be enough to just have him notice more things that are of a sort of a smelly nature. So, I mean, i've it's just kind of strange how it's always like people always tend to exaggerate how much he can quote unquote see, but they tend mm-hmm. to underestimate certain other things that I think would be. More obvious um, to it, him. It's
2: one of the things that I thought, what, like, was interesting in the movie that they tried to do with his senses. They yeah. they showed it a couple. I mean, they showed it. It wasn't great, but they showed it in the the scene where he's approaching Electra at yeah, one yeah. point, and you see from his point of view, like the cigarette smoke in the air, yeah. which is visualizing it, and he kind of recoils. Recoils, and then you yeah. see Electra, like someone sprays perfume. You see Electra's face in that, and yeah. I appreciate that they at least tried to show yeah. it. I don't think yeah. it was that successful but i think the main problem is that it's such a hard thing to visualize
1: yeah
2: um and i think charlie cox even spoke about it in a in an interview in terms of season 1 cuz you know he said about walking into a room and you've got to kind of show that he senses something but mm-hmm. it's not through yeah. sound there's no sound but he's got to kind of show what it is but he's not going to look that direction yeah. so it's
0: yeah, yeah.
2: You know, how does he do it? Does he flare his nostrils? You know, yeah. it's such a hard thing to visualize as opposed to, like, the sound where yeah. you can move your head and things like that. Yeah. But I think that's why they often don't do it, but I, I agree that...
0: But he's very rarely seen, even even in season one, actually sniffing. Mm. Like, does he do it once? Nothing, never He's able never. to sniff out the, he doesn't uh, do the it. flares
2: and the amount of... Um,
0: Yeah, but he doesn't actually, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, it would make sense to like, he, I mean, it's, um, I mean, having thought about it, I think actually Daredevil season one does a better job of this than, like, I mean, on the whole, than most of the comics have ever done, really, Mm -hmm. honestly, because it it doesn't, uh, I, I mean, I think I mentioned in the past, I've been kind of disappointed with some of the ways in which Charlie Cox has talked about the character's blindness outside of the uh, the actual like um, the actual show. But what's shown in the show has actually been, I think, fairly impressive in that yeah. he um, it hasn't except for that one scene in, in like episode six where he's like, Oh, there are two <laughs> flares in that metal box. I'm like, what the f- F, you know. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs>
1: scene. Right. I know.
0: It's just but I know a lot of people are like, how is he doing that? You know, and just like and it doesn't make sense. But that, aside from that, it hasn't there hasn't been much of anything where they I thought they they've stretched it way too far or anything. So it's actually mm-hmm. been been pretty good. But I think it's there's um, um of course I've been doing research for this book that I'm hoping I will eventually finish. Where it, you know, it, 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 yeah, I ha- actually have written 50 pages, but it's just, <laughs> I will eventually finish it. But I mean, where I've been looking at a lot of sort of, uh, you know, literary depictions of, of uh, blindness through history and everything, and how much of it is very, how Daredevil is in, in, in no way unique in that sense. And a lot of the things that people mention are, uh, you can even see in, um, uh, there's this, um, Oh, my cat's doing something. What <laughs> if? Oh, he wants to just play with something. Okay. He's, he's in play mood.
1: Oh. Late. Um
0: No, but where's uh, that old novella, uh, The Country of the Blind, where mm-hmm. they're mentioning all the things that, that the people in the Country of the Blind are doing that are like, whoa, that sounds exactly like Daredevil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, nothing new under the sun. Uh, but anyway, I one... hope
2: as well you're obviously going to mention the portrayal of blindness in a certain little horror movie called Rika, which if you haven't watched, it, <laughs> I you know. really need to, Christine. <laughs> Where it's a villain that <laughs> is detected by smell, and the blind guy on the team is like nine o'clock, <laughs> five
0: o'clock. Yes. Okay. I'll, I will. Yeah, insane. I know you've mentioned that before. I don't think I'm going to watch it. He
2: gets around by by no cane and tying string to objects and following <laughs> it. It's the most bonkers portrayal of blindness I've ever seen in
0: my life. Oh it's so funny. Um yeah.
2: let watch yeah. it. It's terrible, but please watch it.
0: But anyway, uh one of the I read a um uh an academic paper on uh, by someone who had, you know, done the or I mean kind of surveyed different uh sources for like, like literary pictures of blindness. And it does talk about smell. That's what I was gonna come back to and it's it's often um, it's portrayed often as a very sort of a primitive sense mm-hmm. uh, where it's it's almost like because you know sort of like oh the blind have to trust their noses more and then it's sort of like it becomes it's a sense that um, and this is part of this is Sigmund Freud's fault but it's a sense that pe- modern people tend to associate with our more primitive past. So I think there's, uh, even if it's not a conscious choice, I think it's like a, it's maybe a subconscious choice to not show Matt using his nose all that much because it seems sort of, uh, kind of, uh, uh primitive or un- uncultured or sort of not befitting you know this incredible superhero who can sense everything um i think that's such an yeah. insane
2: way as well to look at the sense of smell in terms of like in in, in uh, from a, a modern day aspect yeah. it seeing as the amount of money that's spent on
0: lotions yeah, and yeah, potions yeah. Yeah, and yeah.
2: perfumes and yeah. celebrity perfumes and all yeah. this it's and it you know it, uh, Memory is the is the 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 sense is most tied to memory. Uh, sorry, smell is yeah. the sense that's most tied tied to memory. So, it, it maybe is very tied to the subconscious, yeah. but I I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't. It would just make yeah. more sense for me. I, I I think as well. You're right that it's something that doesn't get brought up in the comics that much, um, or has not been done that well. And I would, I kind of wish that they would approach it in the comics or visualize it. Because you can visualize that in the mm. comics because um, looking at a comparison in yeah. the excellent issue of, of uh, Matt Fraction and David Azure's yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. which I don't know if you read, but there was an issue which was almost completely from the point of view of a dog.
1: Right, and yeah. And yeah.
2: the dog Pizza obviously dog. can't go, ruff, I smell, whatever. But when he encounters different characters, it shows his experience of the characters by just having... The pictures, almost, of him putting together this picture of a person through the smells of that person, because obviously it's a dog and relies a lot on scent. So it it is something that can be visualized, and I just wish they use it a bit more in the comics.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's just so much more that could be done with the character, and I think that's it's always going to be my. I'm always going to have a little bit of frustration tied to that because, like, oh, I could be doing this differently, I could be doing that, yeah. So I'm, I'm I am I sometimes I'm...
2: wish as well they would yeah. they would really do an issue of Daredevil. That, I mean, that, that, that run of Hawkeye is amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I, love, it too. I read love it, it. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And they have an issue. They do the, the one from the point of view of Pizza Dog, but they have an issue as well very late on in the game where um, Clint Barton has has um, lost his hearing. Yeah. And they have a, an issue that's almost... Entirely in um, American Sign Language, yeah. which, um, which is incredible. Yeah. And I'd love for them to do something like that yeah. for Daredevil. Yeah. I don't know how they would do it.
1: Yeah.
2: But really explore that. Yeah. And see how you can present that lack of vision in a visual format. Yeah. yeah. I would love that.
0: Yeah. And I would too. And, and it would be interesting to also sort of, yeah, present it as a, um, I mean, this would really be experimental, but like sort of a, a day in the life of Matt Murdock and like yeah. actually highlight all the information he's missing because, I mean, this is like a, a, a constant thing where it's like, no, he can see better than all of us. I'm like, it just—it just it just doesn't make – and people are so – and I think this has to do with people don't really understand what it is we use our different senses for because we always yeah, – and I- this is true of everyone, regardless of how many senses you actually have – your own world is going to be a whole. Um, it's yeah. going to be experienced as a whole. And we're not always conscious of through which channel did I get that particular piece of information, which is I think why it's so easy to just not think about, okay, what is it specifically um, that you use your eyes for, that you need to use your eyes for and could not be covered by something else. Like, cause a lot of things um, can be, and I mean, um there is, um, um, speaking of like sort of human echolocation, of course, we we tend to think of this as sort of like, oh, people go around and make clicking noises, but it, it's not like that for everybody. There have been through, throughout history, more or less like, you know, blind prodigies that have existed in modern times that are pretty well documented, that uh, there's this Indian, uh, Indian writer, I think is still alive actually, um, who became blind at a young age, and he himself talks about how he was sent to a blind school and they were going to do like um, um, like a little maze or something or um, um, uh, like an obstacle course where they were mm-hmm. gonna, just going to, you know, learn echoes. And he said, this was a piece of cake for me. Like, I never would have walked into any of those obstacles. I didn't even have to concentrate. It was just obvious. Like, he could just... You know, sense stuff. He didn't have to even do any clicking noises or anything. He just had this, like, really uncanny ability to sense things. Um, So, which, of course, is my way of saying that detecting obstacles is one of those things that, yes, it is, you know, by a stretch and very unusual and, you know, kind of extreme. And, of course, Daredevil has more of this because he's a supernatural fictional character. But it is something that, in theory, you can do through another, another sense. Whereas there are certain other things that no, you cannot do that through any of the other known senses, uh, yeah. such as detecting light, uh, the, you know, detecting light signals or uh, something from a from a screen or something or something that's written, something that's two dimensional, something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Color, anything that no relies on. No matter what on. some of
2: the issues say, you know, I can tell the difference by feeling the fabrics. <laughs> yeah. no, no,
0: you can't. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much done. Yeah, I'm glad they did away with that. But I mean, it's it's like people have a, a sense of like we think of like oh our eyes is what we use to avoid walking into obstacles it's also what we use to read a computer screen and then we think it's all the same and then we people tend to not uh, distinguish between the things that okay this could this ability could be replaced by a different sense this ability could not be replaced by a different sense but because both of those are things that normal or average people do with their eyes it's it, i think it it's actually genuinely Not that easy to to dissect unless you spent a lot of time thinking about it. I've spent Mm -mm. a lot of time thinking about it. (laughs)
2: It's the same thing with, like, visual memory. You know, that's the whole thing that if someone has been blind since birth and they suddenly regain their sight, they are not going to know what what anything is. They're not going to know what perspective is. They're not going to know what depth is. They're not going to – they might look at a round object and not have any idea of what it actually is because they have no concept of round – yeah. as a, a visual concept they only have it as a um, a tactile concept yeah. it's the same thing we use it for so much it's not just to avoid objects it's to uh, know what objects are made of yeah. like we can look at them visually we can judge how how the mass of an object um just like so many different things that you can't do with another sense right. unless, well you I mean mass of an object unless you're picking it up you know um so, yeah, I, I, I would love for them to do an issue, like, like you yeah. said, like a day in the life and just really explore it. And I mean, what a challenge that would be for a writer and an artist. Yeah. Like, if that was me, hey, Marvel, if I was drawing for you, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that would be something I'd get really yeah. excited about because what a challenge to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. To do an issue and it would, really, you and I, I should think, do get an, get an issue like that. Of the across.
0: I could write it, you draw it. And we collaborate. Yay! There we let's go. Let's do that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Marvel, we're coming for you. Yay.
0: Yeah. No. It's it, yeah. We do it. as a it's a fan project. Uh, but anyway, I guess we should maybe start uh, to run things off, and then we got off on this tangent here. But that's fine. Yes. That's what we do. Um, we talk darede- We talk dirty. <laughs> daredevil stuff when we get together. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I was gonna mention just one thing. So with
2: an Ele- electra, like yeah. are you. What are your thoughts about the character being in the series? I'll just ask you quickly because I've spoken a bit about mm-hmm. this on 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 my podcast. In that, in terms of both the characters of Electra and the Punisher, and we're at, we're actually in a, a couple of weeks going to do a, a sort of mini episode where we're going to talk very quickly about the Electra movie, yeah. the three Punisher movies that have already been out, and the Punisher short uh, called Dirty Laundry that was released as a fan film. Um, but none of them were big successes. The films. Yeah. Um, part of the reason I think is because I don't think the two characters work so well as protagonists of their own story.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I think they work great as, in relation to other characters, I I love, uh, there's been some great Punisher stories, Mm -hmm. but I've never really been interested in just reading about him as a character. I think, He works great as like a mirror to certain Mm -hmm. other characters, for instance, Daredevil, you know, because he almost is like the the flip side of of Matt. So I think he works great in that. And I think he's a great character, the Punisher, but I don't see him as his own. Just as I never thought Electra should have had her own film. I don't think she should have had her own comic book series. I think she's great in relation to other characters, because, again, in relation to Matt, and maybe it's just because I love Daredevil so much. In relation to Matt, she is almost as well what he could have turned out to be. Exactly. Because she was another prodigy of, yeah. of um Sticks, but she went down this like the path of the hand. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. it's,
1: it, it's the, the, yeah.
2: I, I don't think of either of them working on their own. So I'm glad that they're in a series that is a Daredevil mm-hmm. series. I'm I'm a bit mm, about the rumblings that there might yeah. be a series. I don't see I I think the actor could carry it off for sure. I have faith in the writers, but I just am a bit like uh, I don't know how you would make it an interesting arc. Like, are you going to have him turn good at the end and go, "I'm never going to shoot anyone again"? You know. Um, So I just wondered. Frank Castle, born again,
0: in that other (laughs) sense of the word. Yeah,
2: exactly. I just wanted wanted to ask you quickly what your thoughts were on these two characters being in the in the series.
0: Um, I've always been very um, actually, I'm, I'm. more okay with uh, The Punisher than than Electra. I mean, it's just like, you know, right off the bat. Uh, I think, uh, like, from what we're seeing here, I think he's a great addition. With Electra, I was uh, very relieved when I heard that they had cast um, Elodie Young, or however you pronounce it. Uh, it's Elodie uh, yeah. or Elodie, yeah. In yeah. uh, and, and the part, not that I... Actually, I didn't really know much of her work before then, but it was like I saw her, and I'm like, "Okay, she looks like
2: she looks Greek," she, as opposed to Jennifer Garner yeah. and her green <laughs> contact lenses.
0: Yeah, I mean, she looks uh, she looks the but she also has that. I mean, because she's got that mysterious air that is. Because what's so difficult about Electra for, for me? It's always been difficult about Electra is that to to understand. That she is the same, like when well, she's introduced in the Frank Miller run, and she's introduced as this sweet girl who turned bad when her father died and she turned to a life of pain, of violence, and da 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 But in the beginning, she's just this regular school girl that Matt falls in love with and mm. she's got that su- – I mean she's a regular girl and she's got that sweetness to her and then something happens and I've always had a hard time reconciling these two – uh, these two aspects of the character where she, she does have that. It, I mean, she's extremely mysterious. And one of the problems um, with having her in her own comics, I've read a few stories that I've actually liked, especially no of it had really, really good art. I can't remember the name of that run right now, but, um, but one problem with the lecture, she's, she's just, she doesn't talk very much. She doesn't mm-hmm. communicate very much with others. She, she, she's, a, you know, extremely um, introverted. I mean, she's very, like, expressive with her, her um, in her, with her body, <laughs> yeah. in terms of, like, you know, the fights and everything, but she doesn't, She she's, like, one of those characters who are just in her, you know, yeah. modern, uh, you know, no longer a sweet college girl, but now, like, an assassin, it's just very hard, like, I have a hard time just grasping her and making sense of her, and what is it that makes her tick, does she, what are her feelings deep down, does she have feelings deep down, yeah. and... And I think it's, it's been from what, from the stories that she's been in that I've read, I, she's just very hard to get a handle on. Like I can't really grasp her. On the other hand, Mm -hmm. I think with like when the cast at Lodi Young and she does have that, that look to her, that way, the way she speaks, the way she moves, the way she's like that, I, I can, I actually have hope. I'm, I'm hopeful that she can balance these things, so she can both um, she can both uh, have us believe that this is a girl that Matt would fall in love with, and that she has this very dark side. Um, so I'm hopeful. I's like I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope like, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to, to mention one thing.
2: I think we've got a bit of a delay now, but um, so I'll, I'll mention it quickly. Like, like even from. This one shot we get of her with all the jewelry and everything, the way she's sitting, Mm -hmm. she seems very elegant and poised, and and she almost she seems like a rich girl.
1: Yeah,
2: like she's come from a privilege. Which I never got in a devil movie from Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Um, yeah, Which, which I like. I like that she's almost like because again, it puts her as the opposite of Karen in the show because Karen it is it is the complete opposite of that but um Elektra has this real poise and grace in the way she's sitting and, and like it looks like she comes from money and i yeah. like that as a as a, again as a as the as opposed to the girl next door that karen has which is c- kind of what jennifer garner kind of had in the movie even though they obviously wanted her to be this Rich guy's daughter, this rich billionaire's daughter, which I never bought into. So I just wanted to mention that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, she does come from. uh, I mean, in in the comic, I mean, she's the daughter of an ambassador. So she, Mm -hmm. which doesn't necessarily mean that she's got you know a vast fortune, but it does mean that she's got maybe a certain amount of sophistication. Has maybe traveled extensively. Yeah, has that kind of cosmopolitan lifestyle. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can see her kind of carrying carrying that off. Yeah, but I'm excited to see her in it, but I do kind of hope that she's not in a ton of episodes. And that's yeah. nothing against the actress, but I don't want her character to overshadow everything else going yeah. on. Yeah,
0: um,
2: I would like her to be a minor antagonist in the show, not a
0: co-antagonist with the Punisher. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's actually, uh, is probably going to be the case. I don't... Yeah. That's um, what I would guess. And I think she might also be, because Stick is going to be in a few episodes, and that that's going to be, she's going to be in the same episodes and maybe a few more. But um, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think... Um, I think there's going to be uh, more room to tell stories, uh, probably. And... Okay. And just, you know, to just devote to just the telling, like the, the the plot and everything, because, of course, in the first season, you have to set everything up. Now you do have everything up and running. You already know mm-hmm. who these characters are. You can just sort of, like, hit the ground running mm-hmm. and go with it, um, which I think gives us a little more um, uh, more time to just devote to uh, to just the telling of these stories that are set in this universe. And I, I think... Um, no, I think they can do something good with it. Like, I've never... I mean, of course, I, I named one of my cats after Electra, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, uh, you know, it's nothing against the character as such. It's just that I think she is a challenge to work yeah. with, and it's a challenge to make her work within a story and have her make sense um, to viewers. But I think if anyone can pull it off... And make her a real
2: person, because... Yeah. You know we need her to be a real person right. and not a a comic book character, like not meaning that as an offensive term,, yeah. but not as a two dimensional comic book character running around in this show where they're really trying to make these these characters real people and grounded and believable, yeah, yeah. that's gonna be the hardest thing I think I would have thought for doing the character is to make her into a real person, yeah. We shall see. I have I've got trust in the the writers and the team, so yeah. they've not done us wrong yet. So you yeah.
0: know, we'll see. Well said, and I think maybe that's um, that should be the end of this. Um, and
2: maybe we'll find out more doesn't... about her in the next trailer next week,
0: right? Which we'll be back to discuss. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we'll devote much more time to Electra uh, next week then, um, but um, well. Thank you so much, Claire, for agreeing I, to I do don't this think collaboration. Anyone has
2: ever talked so much about a two
0: and a half minute,
2: just done a two and yeah. a half minute trailer yeah. than us?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we've been going for one hour and forty five minutes now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy oh
2: wow. so thanks so much for for um for doing this as well it's um it's been really cool to like go in depth on the trailer and um it's cool as well to always like team up with other pod- podcasts I love yeah. doing that and um particularly like um having your and 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 Colgeek's involvement umek from ManWithoutFear yeah. dot com in uh, when we were covering season one was really cool because yeah. you guys really are the king and queen of dead of all on the internet Aww. so Mm-hmm. um you know so we love you guys and we'll be giving you guys um i think a lot of shout outs <laughs> again when we do have a day. So every anytime there's a question i can't answer i'll be like you need to talk to these guys so, yeah
0: <laughs> so um well that's it for now uh for us um and um i guess we'll just do a bye everybody bye. <laughs> see you next week
1: <laughs> bye